Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast, brought to you by DoorDash. My name is Chris Kennedy. Don Brock is also with me to go through all of the round 22 team lists. Don Brock, just stuff. It's a mess. I can't. I'm losing players every week. What's happening? Yeah, this all year, hasn't it? Hopefully, uh, you've got trades left because more trades need to be made this week. Um, I've got three more outs in my team. A lot of people are missing players this week, and it's finals time in uh, head-to-head fantasy league. So, another massive week. Um, hopefully, injuries don't decide who wins and who loses this round. Yeah, I've picked up three red dots. So I've got another bloke who's been ruined by being punted to the bench. I've only got two trades left for the rest of the year, but jokes and everyone else have been knocked out of all my private leagues, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's get into some team lists. Um, it starts with the Storm and the Raiders on Thursday night. Storm pretty much steady as she goes. They get uh, Fleece Kafusi back from suspension. Nelson Asper Solomona back from a hamstring strain. Eisenhuth and Moiroa drop out. Um, fantasy-wise, not a lot of movement. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen's still on the bench which basically means both he and Nico Hines are a, uh, a no-go at the moment. Yeah, they've both been great this year when uh, starting at fullback, but at the moment with Pappenhausen back and Hines still there, they've kind of cancelled each other out as fantasy prospects. So Hines is a sell if you haven't sold him already, I think. Um, made heaps of money, he's got a lot of points, but he's not playing the full 80 anymore, so he's got to go. Um, last week, Cam Munster had a good score, 73. Jerome Hughes has normally been the gun getting the uh, points, but... I can see them just sharing around a bit now between those four guys. Um, They should win. I mean, you'd expect them to win the rest of their games pretty easily because that's what they're doing this year, the Storm. Um, Harry Grant, another 50 good scores in the last couple of weeks, but still, again, not playing the full 80. So, yeah, I don't think any of those guys are a buy, even though Melbourne, they can just keep charging on towards the finals. I think we've lost some big wins. Yeah, it's weird. A lot of the guys that play well tend to not have huge fantasy scores. Like pretty much all the forwards, Kafusi, Bromwich, Fanuk, and you know, having good games, but uh, unless they get amongst the, the tries, not really putting in big fantasy scores. And similar with the backs, even Justin Ollman, we get 71 week and then sort of 22 the week after. Yeah. But um, yes, yeah, this team itself just keeps chugging along. Uh, Raiders side, a few changes here. Bailey Simonson uh, returns probably a bit sooner than we were expecting. He's on the wing. Semi Valame uh, is out injured, I believe. Jordan Rappiner, uh has been scoring okay in that fullback role and uh, and not playing too badly. Yeah, Rapina, um obviously had that monster score a couple of weeks ago. The big risk for him, I guess, was that Simonson would come back and start at fullback maybe, and then Rappiner goes back to the wing and his scores would drop. But uh, Simonson's back and he's on the wing and Rappiner keeps the fullback spot. So good news for Rappiner owners that he can keep getting those 40s and 50s with the uh, possibility of a real monster score on his day. Um, again, otherwise, a lot of kind of middle-of-the-road guys in this uh, Raiders team. Tapane got 59 last week, but isn't consistent. So... Um, yeah, no, again, no big buy. CHN is still stuck on the bench. So again, if you haven't sold him last week, he's probably a sell this week. Yeah, I can't sell him. So I'm just going to write it out and hope he gets a few <laughs> If more you've minutes. got spare trades and no injuries. Yeah. yeah. Was it 25 points in 23 minutes? So he's busy when he was on there, but his minutes just uh, yeah. vanished. Hudson Young uh, getting them uh, at the moment. Uh, second game of the round, the Dragons taking on the might of the Panthers in the early Friday game. Um, probably not the mass disruption to the Dragons team that we've seen uh, in recent weeks. Um, well, they got Jared Beal and Josh Kerr are back, so all their uh, their barbecue-related suspensions are done. They do lose Tarek Sims to another suspension just for a high shot last week. Tyrell Formaiono back in the, uh, the starting side. Probably... I mean, in terms of fantasy, it's probably Jack Bird at fullback is the most relevant thing. Yeah, he was a big winner last week. The move to fullback, uh, 13 tackle breaks. 
at the back, 61 points. Great news for those of us who have got him. Um, it looks at this stage like he's keeping that spot, you would think, for the rest of the season, I guess. Yep. You've got Dufty in the reserves. He could be 18th man. Um, but I assume they stick with what, what's working. Jack DeBellin, 73 points. He's been a gun in the past. His minutes have kind of increased a bit um, in the last few weeks, but um, don't know how often he's going to get 70s. But yeah, Bird's a big one. Um, one of those real gun centre options and, and even better at fullback, it seems. I haven't really been keeping a close eye on Jack DeBellin, but I assume his price is pretty much levelled out um, from where it was. He dropped a lot early on. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Lowish break evens here. He's back on the on the way up. If you think you can keep up those sort of uh, those sort of numbers, I guess. Um, yep. Panthers team, they get Stephen Crichton back from suspension. Obviously, all eyes on Nathan Cleary, who's been named in Jersey 21. Once again, the noise out of Panthers camp this week sort of seemed to indicate they were still going to play it a bit conservative with him. I'm not really expecting him to come into the starting side uh, this week, so maybe another week or two on uh, on Cleary. Yeah, I think the best news from for this round is that the Panthers play pretty early in the week, so... Uh, Friday night, 6 p.m., which means their uh, 24-hour cutoff is uh, 6 p.m. Thursday before the round begins. Last week, Cleary was cut from their 19-man squad a day early. So if they do that again this week, we should know or have a better idea whether he's playing or not. If he's ruled out, obviously. Uh, before kick, before lockout on Thursday, then you know don't buy him. But if you are looking at buying him, um, I, I, mean, I guess if he's still in the squad, he's going to be a very good chance. But yeah, last week, Penrith show they don't really need him to win games. The Dragons aren't uh, world beaters. I think they can beat them without Cleary. Matt Burton had a, a monster game last week. Um, hit 100 in fantasy. So, yeah, I'd be surprised again if Cleary plays like we were last week. We didn't expect him to play. But he's going to be close. Yeah. Um, and they want to give him a few games before the final start, you'd think, but they can still do that next week and get three more rounds in. So... Yeah, I'd say, again, probably unlikely, but keep that option open if you've got some cash to spend. Yeah, and there's obviously the flow-on um, relevance to, to Matt Burton owners as well. He um, had some pretty shocking scores in the centres, uh, especially when Cleary was out. But what's his worst score in the halves? Are you about 47 or something? He's um, Even just with the, the kick metres and base stats, he's going to yeah. get close to, to 50. And then games like last week where he uh, goes nuts and gets a couple of tries, he's, his ceiling's enormous as well. Yeah, for, you know, if you're already looking ahead to next season in fantasy because um, you're crashing out of your legs, he's going to be a, a very handy buy, it seems, for the dogs when he's the halfback all season. Um, and you take into account the price drop he's going to have because of those games in the centres. But, yeah, great news for those of us who have got Burton in the centres um, if Cleary does stay out of the side for one or two more weeks. Yeah, for sure. Second Friday game, the Broncos up against the uh, the Roosters. Broncos shock winners when these two met earlier in the season, one of their probably their best game of uh, of the year. The Broncos, a uh, few more changes for them. Brody Croft uh, has been dropped again. Probably no real surprise this time though, just given that he's signed elsewhere for uh, next year, moving over to the uh, the Super League. So uh, Albert Kelly, who's been fit the past couple of weeks, um, back from his hammy strain, comes back into this starting side. A few more changes in the forward pack. Uh, Tom Flegler back from his suspension. Keenan Palacia, who was suspended anyway, news that he's uh, out uh, longer term or for the rest of the season with a um, fractured shoulder blade. Um, a few other tweaks. Selwyn Cobbo comes in for Jesse Arthur. Xavier Coates back in. TC Rabadi, um, who a few people jumped on his back, but only on the interchange. So a few changes there. Yeah. So I guess fantasy-wise, Payne Haas is the big one. Had a really good game last week. Stats-wise, but 57 points, which isn't amazing. I think that's all in 
base stats, he made, you know, what, 48 tackles, I think, and then um, good run meters as well, but no bust, no offload. So he needs to add a few of those to get that big captain score if you want to pick him as captain this week. Um, elsewhere, Albert Kelly's been a good scorer when starting in the halves. I don't know if anyone's kept him um, from then, considering he's been missing a few games. Pretty surprising he didn't get on earlier or start even last week ahead of Croft, but he's got that spot now. So, yeah, anyone else you're eyeing off at all in this team if you did have trades to spend? Well, if I did have trades to spend, yeah. I mean, not really, I've got to say. Um, or not at all. I mean, Gamble's been going great. He's probably still a you know, slight discount from some of the primo yeah, yeah. options, although what happens to his scoring with um, with Kelly back compared to Croft, I'm not uh, not too sure. But yeah, and Jordan Ricky's the other one who's been, uh, it's actually his tackles that have um, really skyrocketed recently, getting close to 50 tackles a week. So um, his ceiling's pretty high when he can add some attacking stats on top of that. But again, picking any Broncos forwards at the moment other than Payne Haas seems uh, a little bit of a, a risky strategy. Uh, Roosters team, considering their, uh, their mass sort of, unavailable list with injuries and now Angus Crichton suspended. They don't look too disrupted. Dal Copley in on the wing, um, Manu back into the centres, Satili Tupanua back into the pack for, for Crichton. Um, Nafahu White making his, I think is his debut uh, off the bench. Uh, Crichton out though is a, a massive loss. Yeah, huge blow. I thought there was a chance he was going to challenge at the judiciary and risk a four-week ban to avoid a three-week ban, but he hasn't, so he's out for the next three games. Only four games left in the season, uh, regular season. So he's a trade for those of us who have him. Um, he's in heaps of teams. His scoring hasn't been that great recently, but, you know, he's an established gun back rower who's available in the front row as well, which is, uh, yeah, it really hurts to lose a handy dual position forward like that. So uh, he's one to go. Otherwise, Joey Manu's big scores just can keep continuing. 64 last week, he's had a run of really good scores. And Tedesco had a really good game, 85. I think he's got uh, two 80s in the last three rounds, which is uh, a big improvement in the first half of his season. So, yeah, he's, he's a gun for a reason, Tedesco. Uh, but, yeah, Crichton, one of those big headaches this, this week. Yeah, massive. Yeah, Teddy shed a bunch of cash at the start of the year. That might have almost been a season high for tackle busts on the, the weekend, something like 13, 14. Um, 14 so. Yeah. Yeah, he's, um, he's doing some good stuff at the uh, the business end of the year. Um, Joey Manu on a real tear. He's probably, of all the positions that he gets used in the Roosters' centres, is probably the, the least consistent score-wise for him. We saw him go Niners on the, the wing last week, and he's always great at fullback, and even 5'8", he's pretty involved. But centre, he's had a few good scores of late, but traditionally he mixes the, um, the good attacking games with some pretty quiet games. Um, the other one I wanted to ask you about was Victor Radley. We've had a few questions about him along the way, and I've sort of been a bit down on him just because I've owned him in the past, and he's never looked like scoring consistently. I know he had a try last week, but his tackle's been up as well. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I've had him very briefly before, and his scoring has never been that good. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's a weird season where the scoring's so high generally, you know, because there's so many more tries, it seems, this season that, um, you know, one or two big scores from anybody can boost their prospects. But he got 72 last week with the try. He only had 30 in 53 minutes the week before, though. So mm. that's the kind of range he's got. Uh, he's got a 25 back in round 11. So, yeah, still still risky. That 25 was against Brisbane as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think a bit too risky for me. Did he get Sinbin in that game? I know he uh, sort of saw the red mist a little bit. So. He Did he get binned? Uh, he was certainly involved in some... Uh, oh, he did. Argy-bargy with Pango. He got, he got binned. You got been twice. Is that true? Uh, oh, that rings a bell. Yeah. 
Well, that anyway. could be a, a reason for that low score. Could be a factor. Sure. Um, yeah. Rabbitohs up against the Titans to kick off uh, Saturday afternoon footy uh, on the Gold Coast. South's uh, red hot at the moment. Absolutely ran rings around the, uh, the Eels. A few guys cashed in there. Um, not a lot in terms of changes or possibly the same 17, I think. Um, Fantasy-wise, what are you looking at for this one? Yeah, it's all the usual suspects, I think. Um, the Titans they're playing against this week have been pretty good recently, but their defence in general this season has been uh, not great. So this could be another big score for the Rabbitohs, which means good news for Latrell. Um, Dane Gagai is getting a few tries recently. Um, you know, Reynolds had a big score last week. Even Daniel Cook could get a few breaks. So, you know, none of these guys are, are new faces for fantasy. They've all been good scorers this year, but uh, yeah, it could be a big one for any of those guys. Cam Murray's been on a real tear and could be a, a logical Crichton replacement as well. Absolutely, yeah. Um, if you're selling Crichton or even Tom Alolo, then yeah, Murray looks a really good option. Again, dual, dual position, middle or edge forward and got 70 last week and a few good scores recently. So yeah, possibly the best of the options available. The uh, Titans team, a bit of a weird one, but uh, have they named David Fafita on the bench in Jersey 12? I don't know if I've seen that. <laughs> Too often I think they have. They've finally uh, done it. They've been having him to start the last few weeks. I think just for the sake of him wearing that twelve jersey and then playing him off the bench. So, um, you know, at least this way, it's, it's a bit more of an honest team list, I guess. That he's on the bench. Everyone knows he's going to come off the bench. We're not going to get those. You know, some people still shocked every week that he doesn't start. So, um, it hasn't really hurt his fantasy scoring though. He keeps getting tries and heaps of tackle breaks. Another good score on the weekend. So. I don't know. Is he still, I guess he's still a captaincy option, even playing 60 minutes off the bench rather than starting and playing the full 80? Yeah, I mean, obviously he can do some explosive scoring, especially when he winds up and gets those tries. What do you get? He got just over 100 the first week they did it. Then he had a quiet sort of 40-odd, and then it was back up closer to 70, I think, on the, the weekend. So yeah. not exactly consistent. I guess the fact that he can go sub-50 off the bench um, is the concern when you've got someone like, you know, Payne Haas. Yeah, you're almost... Um, punting on the fact he's going to score a try. If you make him captain now, I think mm. you really want that that try because his tries are worth a lot of points. He gets, you know, probably several busts and a line break and a try when he scores. So, um, in a week like this, when they're playing against a good team like South, it could be a bit too risky picking him as a captain or vice captain, perhaps. Mm. Although it was South earlier in the year, wasn't he? Got that first half hat trick and he was on about ninety at half time or whatever it was. So, can not extract twice. <laughs> They'll be ready for him, but whether that means they can stop him is the uh, another question. Um, Peachy yep. back from his one-game ban. He's on the bench, although his minutes have been a, uh, a huge worry. Mikey Fodawaka minutes for him have been a worry. He's not in a heap of teams, but quite a few people picked him up when he looked like he was kind of going a bit of a run. Um, and the other one is Jamal Fogarty. Can't get back in the side with Toby Sexton killing it, which is probably relevant just because Sexton's been scoring so heavily uh, fantasy-wise. Yeah, I think that's a bit incredible that Fogarty can't get back in this team. He's been um, one of the best players for the last couple of years, really. I think it's mostly because they keep winning and they don't want to, you know, drop a half in a winning team. Um, and I th I think it's more likely at this stage he replaces Ash Taylor. So it could be a case if they lose this game, especially if they lose heavily, then that justifies making a change and then Fogarty could come back in next week. Um but my guess would be for Taylor. I, I think Sexton, yeah. if you've got him, I think he's probably going to stick around for, from here on. Um, Taylor, I don't think gets a contract next year. Sexton could be a player for the future. So I think, uh, yeah, Sexton looks pretty good for the rest of the season would be my guess at this stage. 
yeah, I'd, uh, you know, without any huge confidence or inside knowledge, but I'd be guessing the uh, the same thing. Second Saturday game, the Cowboys and the West Tigers uh, up there in Townsville. Cowboys team list is uh, strange. Um, there's a few weird things going on. Jake Granville, who has been a hooker for as long as I've been watching him play, uh, spent a few weeks at fullback. Now he's in the centres along with Dejan Arce. Um, so a few changes there. Um, Tamalolo, I think you mentioned before, is out. He's broken his hand again. I don't know if he needs to drink some more milk or something, but that is three broken <laughs> hands in one season. I've never heard of that in my life. It's incredible, isn't it? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, uh, but he's out again. So, I mean, his scoring has been pretty mediocre anyway for those yeah. who have got him. Uh, I assume that means he's going to miss a few weeks at least and he's worth training again. The Cowboys just can't buy a win at the moment. It's been a couple of months since they've won a game, I think, and they're just trying things now. Making changes everywhere. Tamalolo was moved out to an edge last week and it didn't quite work, although he did play injured. So, yeah, fantasy wise, I can't really endorse by anyone in this team right now. No, I couldn't either. Even a couple of debutants in the match, uh, Jeremiah Nanai and Griffin Neem, who I must admit I don't know really much about either of them, but um, if they are fantasy prospects for next year, let's hope they don't ruin their, um, their price tags with. Uh, you know, big scores at the uh, the back end of this year. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I wouldn't be buying anyone in this team in fantasy at this point, I don't think. Uh, Tigers team, um, no uh, no major dramas there. Maybe no changes to the starting side. What do you got yes, fantasy no wise? Yeah. Uh, Luciano Leilua had amongst the game, 93 points last week. A lot of tackle breaks against the Bulldogs. Um, the Bulldogs are a team where you can rack up attacking stats, and that's what happened. Luke Brooks had a big game, a few other guys, um, and Dewey another 50. So I think Dewey's still the big gun. Sean Bloor has been really solid last few weeks, was base price 45 last week, got mid-50s week before. So he's still possibly the best cheap option if you want to cash out and make a lot of a lot of profit this week. Yeah, there's two probably pretty solid-looking cash-down options this week. We'll get to the second one. Bloor is definitely the uh, the main one. His, his base stats are pretty handy as well, so even if he's not getting attacking stats, he should be reliable for 40-pluses from here from a, a pretty cheap price tag. And then, yeah, Dewey's uh, the other guy who's really compelling uh, at the moment. Sea Eagles up against the Eels is the third Saturday game. This takes place on the Sunshine Coast, uh, Manly side. Uh, Tom Travojevic actually, you know, obviously, you know, we all said he's not going to get, you know, massive you know, 100-plus score against the uh, the Storm, but he uh, you know, did a little bit better than we probably uh, expected, 61, which was which was good given none of the real obvious captaincy options got even 60 on the weekend. So if you'd stuck with him as captain, uh, you got more than, you know, Payne Haas and, um, you yeah. know, all, all the other, you know, obvious captaincy options. So um, it's going pretty well at the moment, Turbo. Yeah, outscoring DCE last week was a bit of a surprise as well, DCE 53. You know, he's usually the kind of player who can score well, regardless of the type of game. But in attacking fullback, you usually need to get a win to get a big score, and he manages to score well, regardless this year, which is uh, very impressive. Um, and again, he could be a captaincy option this week against a Parramatta team that's struggling a bit. So, yeah, he's the big one. DC is the other one. Are there any other? Schuster still being pretty solid uh, for those who have kept him. Would you consider Turbo as a captain against Parra? Absolutely, yeah. Their um, Eels edge defence has been pretty diabolical uh, of late and, and Manly sort of seem to have a bit of a habit of, of picking them apart. Turbo, uh, yeah, I think he could uh, cash in this weekend. Is obviously, you know, if you don't need to gamble, the safe options are still sort of pain harsh, those sort of guys. But, um, yeah, I would not be surprised at all if Turbo goes 80-plus or, or even bigger. Um, 
in this one. Elsewhere in the team, Homali Olakawatu, a few people jumped on him. He's gone a bit quiet of late. Josh Schuster, who uh, a lot of people held through his injury, has been a little bit quieter um, of late. Uh, DCE, probably, I'd say, a captaincy option without necessarily being the, the first guy I'd pick. And then, yeah, Turbo is someone who easily could go very large. Um, in this game, the Eels team, um, they can't cop a break. Reek and Campbell Gillard out till probably the finals. Now, Reed Marnie, who is in uh, a lot more fantasy teams than RCG was, um, is out for the season. He's redone his shoulder. I'm certainly uh, dealing with Marnie related problems uh, at the moment. Massive blow uh, for everyone who owns him, and obviously a, a massive, massive blow for the Eels as well. But it does open the door for Joey Lusick, who was pretty good when he got a chance earlier in the year, still pretty cheap, and um, looks like someone who could easily have average 50 plus in the run home. Yeah, so he's played a few games as a starter, Joey Lusick, this season. Um, I think he played 80 twice and scored 60 in those games, and he played close to 60 minutes and got 40 odd. So yeah, he should be, his base looks like being about 40 points. So for someone, his price, which is still fairly cheap, uh, he looks very good value. So certainly an option there. He's at hooker, which you might need to cover if you have money out. Um, there aren't that many gun hookers this, this season, uh, which is a rarity. Uh, otherwise, Isaiah Papali'i moving to the front row from an edge. I don't know if that's going to hurt his scoring too much. He kind of plays a bit of middle anyway. Ideally, his game time is still pretty high. You know, rotating with the other mid middles and moving back to an edge perhaps at some point. Yeah, I'm a, a little um, bit worried about his minutes in the middle, but just looking at the bench there, Will Smith, who's that utility playmaker, Bryce Cartwright, who, you know, is an edge or a, a playmaker and doesn't tend to play big minutes. And you've got Rada Niakore, who's probably the genuine bench prop, and then Makahesi Makatoa, who I think might be on NRL debut, but um, you wouldn't expect him to get massive minutes this weekend. So could still be a pretty hefty stint for Papali. Yeah, and he can, he can play with that Papali, so... I wouldn't be surprised if he has a big game. Uh, Mitch Moses, 56, was quite good last week. And, um, you know, they're going to need him to be good if they're going to turn their form around in the last few rounds. Absolutely. Uh, Clint Gutherson, who uh, I think we were talking about not that long ago, was a guy who was putting in some pretty consistent scores, has had uh, a down week or two, just uh, with the yields down in form as well. So probably, uh, well, not probably, but definitely a tier below your, um, your Tedesco's and Trevojevic's in terms of uh, you know, fullback yep. scorers. Uh, Sunday Footy kicks off a uh, doubleheader at Redcliffe. This one, the Warriors and the Bulldogs. Um, Warriors on a, a two-game win streak for the first time this year, chance to make it three and keep themselves just just in that sort of little finals relevance uh, zone for uh, another week or so. Uh, team list-wise, more suspensions. Matt Lodge, when he just got back from suspension, he's out again. Kane Evans, uh, probably lucky to only be suspended for, what's he picked up, one game? He's probably lucky it wasn't a, a few more. Mm. Um Fantasy-wise, what do you got for the Warriors team? Again, nothing new, really. Uh, you and Aitken, who we talked about last week, uh, yep. had another good game, got a try, 64 points in the back row. So I think if you're buying a centre, he's the number one target right now, uh, assuming he's going to stay in that second row position. Uh, Josh Curran had a big game, has been good this year, 83 points last week, got a try assist and a few attacking stats and a lot of tackles. And uh, Reese Walsh, this could be his kind of game against the Bulldogs. Um, Got a 50 last week. Um, you know, the Warriors struggling going to come last in all likelihood. So this could be maybe Walsh's last big game for years. So I think he's a hold at least this week. I've seen some, some people are still considering trading him out, but uh, I think he's one to hold. He could have a big one. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're thinking about trading out Reese Walsh, you must have fewer problems in your squad than uh, what <laughs> I'm sitting on at the moment. Uh, Bulldogs team, I was not expecting to see Ryan James and Corey Horsburgh named for Canterbury when I got out of bed this morning, but uh, here we are. A uh, two-week loan deal for those two uh, from Canberra. They're, uh, they're missing a stack. The Bulldogs, obviously, Dylan Napa and Jack Hetherington both suspended for three and two weeks, uh, respectively, but also one more game left on the uh, the Thompson ban, and apparently um, Renoff Artoni is going back to Sydney for the birth of his child. So four front rowers they're missing uh, this week. So no surprises. They uh, they asked for a little bit of help. So good of the Raiders to um, to help out and probably doesn't hurt the Raiders too much uh, having those guys get some uh, some NRL under their belts, especially with no uh, lower grades going on at the moment. Uh, Fantasy-wise, what do you got? Um, let me see. So Jake Avrillo is still going strong, 56 last week. Um, had a couple of tries which helps Josh Jackson getting through a ton of work. Uh, in the forwards and not that much else. Um, yeah, if you got anything else in that dogs team, I don't know. Yeah, I would not be buying anyone else. I don't think from that dogs team. Let's go straight into Sharks v Knights, the final game of the round, the second of the double header at Redcliffe. Uh, Sharks team Will Chambers uh, not suspended, but uh, has been left out this week. Uh, maybe just to cool his jets a little bit. He's been getting under everyone's skin. It sounds like um, of late. So a few tweaks there. See if Italikai goes back to the centers and a few changes around the forward pack. What do you got fantasy wise? So Jesse Raymond, we've been talking up as a center option, another 60 point score last week. Um, Trindle was one we talked about as well on the cheaper end, 46, which is okay. Um, but a lot of kick meters in that. A um, couple other decent scores last week in one-offs, but yeah, Ramian still the number one target, I think, in that team. Probably the number one and just about the only other than, uh, than Trindle, I'd say. Uh, Knights team, um, Bradman Best, it sounds like he's okay. He was a little bit under an injury cloud uh, at full-time uh, last week. Jaden Braley comes back. He obviously needed a rest after a, a big workload and a short turnaround and a head knock and so on. Um, so he comes back in for uh, Chris Randall. Lachlan Fitzgibbon is out. He's done his uh, shoulder, possibly not long-term, but that could have advantages for Connor Watson um, with Mitch Barnett going to uh, to an edge. Um, Callum Pong is the other one worth talking about. I know quite a few people punted on him as uh, captain against the Broncos last week but didn't quite cash in yeah Ponga really didn't do much but still got 48 points I think with a few tackle breaks so uh yeah wasn't quite captaincy worthy but um still a solid scorer and I think could have one or two really big scores in the run home the Knights have got maybe the easiest draw in the comp uh for the last four or five weeks so um wouldn't be surprised if he has a big game uh, elsewhere. Yeah, as you say, Watson, I think, uh, will benefit from Fitzgibbon being out. He starts at lock or he's named to start at lock this week. At the very least, even if he goes back to the bench before kickoff, he should play in the middle and get decent minutes. Um, uh, Mitch Barnett back to an edge. Uh, he can score well there or in the middle, so it doesn't really hurt if you've got Barnett. But, um, yeah, Watson a big winner. And, yeah, Jaden Braley back after being rested after that head knock last week. So, yeah, those who have still got Watson and Braley, I think good news in this team list this week. Well, I'm certainly stuck with both of them through the rest of the year, so hopefully they both uh, remember how to, to score some fantasy points. Um, that is all eight teams. So before we get into uh, some Twitter questions, we'll do our DoorDash Dasher of the week. Who did you go for last week and who have you got this week? I think I went for you and Aitken last week and you got 64 points, so... Uh, that went well this week. I will go for Joey Lusick, who isn't in that many teams as we speak, but I think we'll be in a lot before uh, the round starts. He's 349K, starting hooker for Parramatta for the rest of the season. Um, he might not play the 80, but he could still score 40 points and up. 
potential of scoring, you know, 50s and 60s if things go well. So, yeah, he's my uh, my dasher this week. I went for uh, Bailey Biondiodo as a, an absolute punt. He didn't go too badly. He finished up with uh, 36 points, but he, he scored 48 before he lost uh, a bunch of it in uh, demerits. Uh, looks a little bit of a, a live wire, but hasn't quite cashed in yet. Um, I will go for Ryan James this week. I feel like the Bulldogs might need to uh, to throw him some uh, some handy minutes, um, just given the uh, the outs in the rest of the team, less than 1% of sides currently in only 329k. So uh, it could be a big week or two of scoring for RJ. Let's get into some Twitter questions. Um, still a few coming in. So obviously a few people still got trades left. Um, done a little bit better than me in that department. Um, start off with uh, Pups, who was in nice and early, made the league finals for the first time in years, but my team is now in tatters. Who should I bring in? Got Tamalolo and Crichton. Already have Haas, CHN, Papali and Fafida on Struggle Street. Um, yeah, so it sounds like he's got to cover one, at least one edge spot and one middle spot. Which it could be potentially two middles, depending on where he's playing Crichton. It's at least one middle and possibly one middle one edge and possibly yeah. two middles. Well, we mentioned Cameron Murray. I don't think he's yeah. got Murray. Um, probably the best of the options outside of those guys. Mm. You can play both positions as well, which is handy. Um, what other standouts have you got? None really. I mean, it sort of depends how many trades you got left. If you've got a few, then I'd be jumping on someone like a, a Sean Bloor or a Joey Lussick to create up, uh, free up some cash to uh, to upgrade elsewhere. But yeah, probably Murray either way, and then the the other one would depend on on team balance. But um, yeah, maybe Sean Bloor on an edge for a cheap option. Yeah, I still like Bloor, especially if you haven't got Cleary and can plan to get him in um, in the next few weeks. That's going to be a big advantage for those who do have Cleary in the last few rounds. Absolutely. Uh, Duplex asked any news on Ben Hunt's return. My team is depleting and only two trades left. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, I'm not expecting him back during the fantasy season. Maybe round 25 would be uh, best case, but I wouldn't be banking on him anytime soon. Yeah, I think 25 is the official word, but um, yeah, not really worth keeping for that. Absolutely. The NRL at Memes asks, is it worth even buying a gun hooker or should I just deal with Verrills and Watson at hooker and upgrade elsewhere? I mean, again, it really depends on your on your squad structure, you know. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the term gun hooker, normally they've been the best, you know, in the past, they've been the best scorers in the whole comp, and that's not the case this year. Even the very best are getting mid-50s usually when the best scorers are getting, you know, 70 and up. Um, yes, yeah, so there's not a huge gap between the, the best and those middle of the roads. Verils hasn't quite been on that level. Watson can get big scores on his day. So... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you get a, a Damien Cook or something, that's still a, a step up from certainly from Verrill. So I don't mind that option. But if you can get a bigger improvement somewhere else, you know, consider it. And again, potentially Joey Lussick is a cheaper option who could get exactly sort of 50 average and a late upgrade elsewhere. Um, I mean, if if Verrill's and or Watson is going to be in your 17, regardless of if you buy a gun hooker, then just play that one at hooker and upgrade elsewhere, I would say. Um, Luke Dees writes in, hello again, sad to get close to the end of the fantasy season. I'm trading Crichton. Should I bring in Manu or Munster? I'd imagine he's on your bench if you're uh, trading a forward for a centre or a half. It's a weird one, isn't it? I mean, Manu's scoring has been terrific recently, but I'm still a little, um, would be a bit wary about picking a centre over a mm. um, dominant for half, 5 eight, So 
I'd maybe go Munster despite those recent scores, but I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, if those are the two options, I think I would go Munster, but I feel like there's probably better options elsewhere without having seen uh, seen his full squad. Um, yep. Uh, a werewolf uh, is <laughs> having a few problems like the rest of us. Um, games wrecked this year, squad sizes, number of trades, etc., need to be upgraded before going into next year. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, we did have a bit of a chat about this uh, offline earlier today. I, uh, I don't know what the situation is going to be, um, or, or we don't know because it hasn't been finalised yet, but potentially there will be changes next year. We're just not quite sure what that, that form's going to take yet. Yeah, I mean, there's been an unusual number of injuries and suspensions this year, and especially for fantasy relevant players. So it's really hurt all of this. Um, yeah, there could be changes to both. I think definitely there'll be something different with trades and there's maybe going to be bigger squad sizes, but yeah, as you say, we don't really know yet. So uh, don't rule out some, some changes, I guess, for 2022. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd expect there to be something. And uh, if it gets to a point where, um, you know, we know something, we'll obviously uh, tell you guys. And um, if there's any opportunities for uh, for feedback, we'll let you know about that as well as we, um, as probably as the dust settles on uh, what's been a very challenging season in NRL fantasy. Um, Hutch writes in, is Cleary a must-have if he plays? I can afford him and Curran and then play Verrills at hooker, or should I bring in a gun hooker like Cook or Harry Grant and another forward to replace Crichton? So a few ramifications in that one. Yeah, the big factor, I guess, is um, when Cleary comes back. So, you know, if he's missing for two more weeks, you're probably better off getting uh, two good scorers now and, and you know, not having Cleary when he comes back, especially for overall points. For head-to-head, you know, if you can make it to the, say, the grand final of your league and then bring Cleary in or and have Cleary in your team at that stage, that's probably going to give you the advantage. So, yeah, I still think, I mean, I've been planning since Cleary was injured, I've been planning to bring him back. Um, and it's kind of worked nicely that he's missed a few games and you can get scores from other places from, from Burton, say. But, um, yeah, I still think, I mean, it's easy to forget, I guess, how much, uh, how far Cleary was ahead of everyone else in fantasy for the first half of the season. He was the difference between having a good, a good team and a bad team in fantasy for a while if you had him as captain you got an extra, you know, 100 points each week. So, yeah, I still think if ideally you get Clary, Clary back in when he does come back. But if there's word out of Penrith that he's going to miss another two or three weeks, then maybe you can avoid it. Yeah, and like you said, uh, at the top, we might have a better idea on uh, Thursday evening before the round locks out whether there is uh, any chance of playing this week. Uh, Yash Murphy has one precious trade left to spend, can bring in anyone under 822k thinking about Jerome Hughes or Munster or Dewey? I don't know, what do you think? I mean, of those three, I think Hughes has been the best scorer across the season Um, Dewey's been really good lately and is really consistent so um, yeah, I don't know I'd probably rank them, I guess Hughes then Dewey then Munster, but not that much between them. If if the Storm get a few massive wins, then either of those Storm halves could score big on that in that on their day. So um, I don't know. What do you think? Oh, I, I assume Hughes is still a fair bit more expensive. Yeah. Yeah, same. I mean, it does price doesn't matter if you can afford all of them. You've only got one trade left. So yeah, um, yeah my tier list will probably be Hughes, then Dewey, then Munster, I think, out of those three. Uh, Shane writes in, wanted to do a Nico Hines and Angus Crichton to Cleary and Murray, but who knows if Cleary is going to trade, if Cleary is going to play, should I trade to Turbo and Murray instead? 
not a bad question, uh, given that you're probably not going to get, um, if you get turbo, you're probably not getting Cleary at all. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think basically wait till, ideally, wait till 6pm Thursday night, so a couple of hours before kickoff um, uh, to start the round, and if Cleary is still in that 19-man squad, then I guess buy him and hope for the best, and if he's not, then go turbo. How does that sound as a plan? I think the, the Panthers will probably take him out of their 19 if he's not going to play on Thursday, so we should have a pretty good idea by then. I suspect that's what's going to happen, yeah, and in which case, especially given it's league finals and you probably need to win, I would um, I would then be getting Turbo and Murray, which looks pretty solid and um, maybe not even that much of a, you know, a compromise really yeah. given Turbo scoring of late. I know I've said Cleary is just about must-have, but I think Turbo's in that bracket as well. So mm. if you can't have Cleary, then get, get Turbo. Final question from the old tweet machine is from Crackers Carter, who has two trades left. Um, one was planned for if Cleary was to come back in, but uh, in a tight head-to-head finals game, uh, have lost Crichton and Tamalolo. Should I stick with Hughes and DCE and get cover for Crichton and Tamalolo, or should I get Cleary and cheap mid cover? Oh, it's a lot there, isn't it? So, um, I mean, Hughes and DCE is still a good solid halves pairing, nothing wrong there. Um, again, I think if, if Cleary looks like he's going to play on Thursday night, then then probably get him. Only two trades left with four weeks left. It's it's tough. But uh, if it's a if it's a tight head to head, if you have to win this week, then do whatever you can. So I guess mm. maybe buy Cleary if he's still in the 19 on Thursday night. What do you think? Yeah, I mean there's no point buying Cleary and then losing your head to head this week and getting knocked out. I'd be tempted to get um yeah, just get the best possible team you can for this week. And if Cleary's ruled out on Thursday, like we expect that he uh, he will be, then just give up on the Cleary pipe dream and make sure you get the win this week and then hope for the best the week after. Yep, solid, solid plan. Good stuff. That is uh, all eight games and all the Twitter questions. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks again to our sponsors, DoorDash. Good luck to your teams or whatever's left of them this weekend. Uh, hopefully they're in better shape than mine is. We'll be back uh, this time next week to have a look at the Round 23 team. <laughs>